Welcome back to the Crashcast with episode 5, How Well Do You Know Magic? I'm here with Christos and Anthony, like normal. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. And uh, Shaw, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm Shaw. I've been uh, playing Magic on and off since uh, Shadows Over Innistrad. Came back recently for the Lord of the Rings set. That was really fun. But yeah, I met these guys at the local card shop probably like three, four weeks ago. Had a fun time. Yeah, he's been around for a little bit. He plays some fun decks. Not too powerful. You fit in right away. And Will? Uh, I'm Will. Uh, I've been playing Magic on and off since Ice Age. I was eight years old when I started. Hell yeah. Um, been playing consistently since about Journey into Nyx. Tried my hand at the competitive formats and all that, and now I just play standard casual commander, I guess, mm -hmm. with uh, some competitive edge to it. Okay. So we are used to Christos being the old man at the table, the old fogey, but oh, we've yeah. got a new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think Will, I think Will's got me beat a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, just a couple yeah. years. I think but collectively, between me and Will, we probably have like more experience than everybody else in the group combined. <laughs> I, I might, that might be true. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Auntie was still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lord given, have mercy. Yeah, giving away your demonic tutor. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, this episode is going to be a little bit interesting. Before we move on to the main meat of this, I want to also give a special thanks to all the people in the background. First of all, Star, go ahead and put something up on screen to represent yourself. He's our editor. We love him. And uh, also our patrons, um, if you want to go ahead and support us, you can check out CardboardCrashCourse.com. But without further ado, I've got 16 questions here that I pulled randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> out of Google. <laughs> I know, I forget it's PG-13 here. Um, but yeah, You literally wrote them like right before everybody came over. Yeah. 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 Literally out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. He's just writing them down like on a piece of paper. Literally on a sheet of paper. I played yeah. three hours of Moonraker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, if you haven't played Moonrakers, that's that's a solid game. Solid, solid game. Yeah. A nice little bit of deck building. But yeah, I've got 16 questions. 16 because I was expecting there to be three people, so we could do basically a tiebreaker. But uh, we've got four people answering questions today, so maybe we'll tie. The winner's going to get one of the collector packs behind me, so... Yeah, there's actual stakes on the line. Don't look at my paper, guys. Oh, oh my god. Uh, afterwards, we're going to talk a little bit. I don't know if bit. we could make out uh, what you wrote on there anyway. Cause you yeah, you got some ch chicken scratch. It's pretty sure. bad, I know. I can read how. <laughs> and that's about it. What? Yep. Um, Without further ado, question numero uno. Raise of hands as soon as I'm done finishing the question and saying go. If you could take control of a creature... From somebody else that does not have summoning sickness, does it regain summoning sickness? I want to say that was Will on that one. You, he, I'll let you have it. If he's uh, wrong, then it's Christos. Yes, it regains summoning sickness because it goes onto your board. That's why Act of Treason and things like that say it gains haste until the end of turn. Mm -hmm. So without anything that says your creatures gain haste, yes, it has summoning sickness. Do you know the actual wording of uh, haste or summoning sickness, rather? It has to have control since when? Yeah, turn. Okay. Yeah, technically it has to have control. You want to answer this, Christos? I, oh, I was like kind of yeah. pseudo-helping him. Uh, you you had, had to had that creature under your control for, for a, full a, turn. A, tur a full turn cycle. Yeah, since the, since your last turn's upkeep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Half one. point. <laughs> I'm giving, no, I'm giving you a full point. I'll have to give it to Will's fun. All right. Number two. What is a mud deck? 
I cheated. <laughs> Chris does. I think I cheated a little bit on this one. Uh, it's when all of your artifacts are those brown border artifacts, right? Right. I'm going to give you the point. Technically, it's uh, just any deck that used to have artifacts before Modern was introduced. So, oh. yeah, so because every artifact used to be that brown border, if you still, if you have any artifact that was printed before Modern sets, then that's technically a mud deck if it has an artifact theme. Kind of like low-key want to build a mud deck yes. in, in Commander. But they did bring back the mud-colored they cards did. Brothers with, War. with Brothers War, yeah. which is great. You like those? I do. Dude, I was looking at uh, I was looking at a card recently that had that border, and I was like, I kind of want this. In the in the modern or the, like, it's a modern card, mm -hmm. but with the old border. I do like when my cards have all the same types of borders. The only one that I think gets away with it, in my opinion, is extended art because it's just slightly different. It is slightly different. Um, I do but, like the the soul ring that they gave out as a promo for buying at LGSs. After you bought a certain amount. Oh, is there a retro board? Retro border with the check mark with the art. Love of, it. I was like, oh, love that. Love it. Mm -hmm. Dude, love it. those promos were so sick back in the day. So sick. But this is a recent promo. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, they did the Brothers War Commander decks. All that. All like was, the, both, both decks were both completely decks retro. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, mm -hmm. Commanders so cool. and all. Did you also, Anthony, I know you bought both the decks. Did you also get a normal frame of both commanders? I did, yeah. Well, no, I got the extended art. Well, does uh, it come Does it come with it? Come with the deck, or... Oh, are you talking about the... Does the, the normal that, frame... The commanders come in retro frame. Yeah, okay, come, yeah, yeah, that's it. It just comes with the normal. The collector uh, boosters, you could get the extended foil arts and all that of the same commander. Did they do that for any others? I don't think it was extended foil in Brothers War yet. Um, in the, for the commanders. No, 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 no in the collector. Yeah, no, even in that. I don't I don't I forget, oh, no. I forget what set it was introduced, but I don't think it was in Brothers War. True, true, true. Could you get every card that was in Brothers War commander decks exclusively in the collector packs a normal frame? No. No, no. I love how we always just loop back to talking about this stuff. It, it, it's, <laughs> oh. just, it's just ever present. Yeah, so <laughs> I, for, the, for those of you who are just coming in to listen, episode two, I wanna say, was Project Booster Failure. And then we predicted play boosters that was announced the day of that podcast posting. Awesome. Yeah. And then episode three was talking about what? We were kind of getting Anthony and Adam involved in the conversation and kind of getting their takes on it. Okay. Um, and honestly, we didn't even talk about like borders and like no. different types of cards. We just talked about the booster fun stuff, mm -hmm. but whole different thing. Let's get back into this though. Yeah. Well, I want Shaw's opinion on Project Booster Fun in a 30 second. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, do you, like, do you know what it is? Uh no. Okay, so all the different frames and the split between the three packs never used to be a thing, but now so, it is. So there's a dra the draft right, pack, right. the set booster and the collector booster and you can only get certain types of cards in certain types of booster packs and draft packs don't have really good pulls generally speaking. So it destroys can, it destroys draft, the idea right. of draft value. I I did know the draft packs just weren't as good to buy as set boosters. I didn't know necessarily why, but I was like, yeah. always felt like I had to buy the set that, boosters. That's so awesome to hear. <laughs> well, it's it's actually nice to like have somebody around that isn't so bitter about it. I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> I feel called out. <laughs> well, now that Adam's not here. I oh, mean, that's I'm, true. I'm not bitter about it because regardless, I still buy one set booster, one collect, you know, I, mm -hmm. I buy whatever. Just the single pack of the box? Will's a no, whale. box, the box. Okay. Will is a whale. Not a whale. I mean, I'm the size of one. But oh, whale, well, relax, bro. <laughs> I don't think I'd consider that quite a whale. No. That's like a dolphin. He's a sea mammal of some sort. Yeah. I'm a dugong. 
Bo- yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, let's jump into number three. We're tied up. Anthony and Sean need to get on the board. Let's see. What is the four-color pairing that excludes red? Will raised his hand. If you get it, if you get it wrong, you can't answer again. You get one word. Four color pairing that excludes red. Excludes and, red. And it's well, a specific name for it. It's a specific. You know how like shards and Ravnica yeah, guilds, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they the four like color the, pairings yeah. also have them. You get three seconds before it goes to Anthony. Three. It's this white, blue, black, green. Three, two. Niflum. No. Oh, no. oh, that was good. Good, right? Which. Which? Yeah. Yep. I, I run it, so that's yeah. all I know. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think I run red and everything. It's because the card, um, I want to say it was Witch Niflum. Niflum. Okay. Oh, the Niflums, yeah. Witch something Niflum. Yeah. Uh, why are those cards not legendary creatures? It right? is Witch Mon what Niflum the heck? from Guild Pact. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that they're not legendary creatures. There's, there's one in each color cycle, the yes. four colors. I want to say it's, be- well, it's lore reasons. But it's stupid. It used to feel stupid, in my opinion, when Commander wasn't so oversaturated already. But now there's plenty of Witch Commanders. They should just bring back the Atogs. Word. Do you know what we're talking about? No clue. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or the Sylphs. I don't even know what that is. They came around. So they look like humanoid uh, slivers. They came around. I forgot what set they were popular in. They're one of every color and some of, of dual colors. And they just look like these humanoid faceless hmm. creatures. Like, I think they were called Sylphs. And they weren't I, slivers? They were not slivers. Well, well, you said they were dual colors? Some of them were dual colors, but most of them were single. Oh. oh. They reminded me of like more humanoid Atogs. Okay. I don't want to say, but I'm just like guessing Conflux. I don't know why. I'm just like that block. Just, there was still a lot of multicolored stuff and a lot of it was random. Alright, John, you need to get on the board here. We'll we're, gonna, <laughs> we're, we're also going to get into some new stuff. These questions do get harder and harder as, the, as it goes on. All right. But might change to be more in your favor. Alright, you have to get both halves of this question right. What set could you pull a god pack? And how many gods exactly did you pull when you got a god pack? <laughs> you raised your hand before I finished the question. So it's going to Anthony first. Um, Christos after this. <laughs> It was it was born of the gods, right? It was not born of the gods, but you're very close. Uh, Christos, okay. can you follow up? I know what it is then. Journey in the Nyx. Yes, yep. and how many was it? There's one of each color, so that's five. And mm-hmm. there's one of each color pairing, so that's ten. So it's mm-hmm. fifteen. Fifteen. Yep, that is correct. Shaw, do you know anything about god packs? Mm, nope. You want to, so <laughs> in Theros, in Theros block, yeah. um, the initial, in, in Theros, the first five gods came, and that was one of each color, right? Okay. So... Obviously, Wooburg. And in Born of the Gods, the, uh, the I think it was the f- allied colors came in. And then in during the Knicks, it was the enemy colors came in. So that's five and five. So enemy being like, like I don't even know what was an enemy. Different color pairings. Different color pairings. So because it was a three block set, they did five per set. God, what a block. Moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> so specifically, no pun intended. you could randomly in like, I forget, it was seated in like so many cases like it was really really rare but they're not worth anything nowadays but back in the day it was like it was uh, a big they, deal they were all, i think they were, it was all, they're all foil if you mm-hmm. pull them right yeah oh. dude so you would just so randomly cool. in a draft because there was only one type of booster pack back then you just in a draft open a pack and instead of 15 like seated cards you know the seven commons yeah. three uncommons all of that you just get 15 foil gods 
<laughs> and depending on what store or like LGS you're playing at, they give you the option of buying the pack and adding a new pack to the draft pool, so you keep the whole entire pack. Gotcha. I see. Mo- most most stores were cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most like most. if you, especially if you pulled like a masterpiece, uh, they'd be, yeah. they'd be like. Okay, so you're just gonna buy that, right? <laughs> like, yeah, hundred percent. I literally just pack, yeah. throw another one in. I'll give yeah. you the money for it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty fun to have that go around though, and have everyone pick like a god that they wanted for someone who opens it. Look at this no. guy. I man. guess not. What a good guy. What a good guy. <laughs> but I feel like that'd be cool for like the pod. Just like, hey, the, the first time I experienced powerful. a god pack before Magic was drag. Uh, it was a game that I played called Dragon. Dragon something. It was like loosely based on D and D, and you could pull a whole entire all rare all foil pack, and it was just. That's but it was so sick. common. The only uh, situation I felt like that in that had very similar like feelings almost every single time you opened a pack was Keyforge. I don't know if you've played Keyforge. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I, I Key, have Keyforge at home. Uh, quick, 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 quick. Keyforge is a game where you open the pack, and the pack is an entire deck. And it's pre-constructed, and you cannot unconstruct it. It's spe- it comes with a, a checklist card of all the cards. It's specifically seated in there. It comes with a special name that no other deck in the world has. And the deck list is completely unique. There's no other deck in the world that has that deck list. But it's playable right out of the pack. So you just buy a, a booster pack, and you sit down, and you have your whole deck. There's no other way to play. There's no constructed format. It's just like a massive multiplayer limited. I don't know why, but my, my brain just goes to Beyblade. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and also, there were multiple factions like colors. So, like, it would say, this is the name, and these are the four co- or three colors that are in it, basically, because of factions. Yeah. And then, like, here are the cards from it. And you can't mix it up. And the names would be, like, there were a couple, because it was all computer-generated, there were a couple that slipped through the cracks that were a little, like, if racy he, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> iffy. But it was, it was a lot of fun back in the day. Interesting. I've never they're heard st- of it. They're still making new cards for Keyforge. Which yeah. Is weird. No way. Uh-huh. Really? Keyforge. Is it still played the same way with like you, the the same sort of same idea? exact way? So if you just like open a bad deck, you're just effed. So if you open a bad deck and you lose a certain amount of times against somebody, it's best of five, not best of two, and the other person's deck gets chains, which are basically like it's chaining the deck down a certain amount of cards for each turn that you have chains. So it self balances itself. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, on, on that topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, one last thing is that, to tie it back into magic, that, that's where the idea of Jumpstart came from. They cited that as their idea for Jumpstart. Keyforge? Yeah. Interesting. I still think Keyforge does it better. Oh, yeah. Jumpstart's okay, especially for like beginner players. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, for experienced players and limited players and all that, it's like, kind of boring. Yeah. There are some changes. It is an intro product. It is an intro product. And, uh, and I think it serves its purpose, having never played it, mm-hmm. but just hearing what about it. Every deck in Keyforge was also $10. It was uh, just that like... ain't never happening. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not again. Not okay. again. We're, We're not regressing. I think they've gone up to like 12 or 13 at this point, but still, it's like very low entry point. I'm moving on to question number five now. Still don't have Sean on the board. You got this, buddy. I'll get at least one, hopefully. <laughs> what is... Considered a big butt in Magic. You went up early. Hold on. You went up early. I did go up early. A big butt would be a large number for the toughness stat. Do you know what that originated? No. It was. Do I get get an extra point? (laughs) (laughs) You've already got your point. Does everybody? Wait. How about somebody else? If they if they answer that right, do you guys know? Anybody know here? No. 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 It was Dragon's Maze. I don't know the card. 
But it was the first time that it was like set really? around like in a tournament setting. For large toughness. Mm-hmm. I in feel a, like I heard in a specific maybe, tournament. Maybe setting. like maybe it was like recognized at that point, but I, I feel like it was said. Forever. I'm sure it was said over I mean, the table. Def- defenders back in the day were like you, you saw defenders were like a thing mm-hmm. back Walls with banding? Yeah. I wonder if it's the yeah. first time they're saying that it was referenced by a judge or by a an by official like a, like tournament. A, yeah, yeah, sure. Like mm-hmm. somebody that had some sort of stature. Yeah. So I wonder what co- having a lot of power is called. <laughs> Being a red player? <laughs> Being a yeah. Alright. Uh lore junkies. What is a Johnny Goldman's home plane? Yes. Well a lion. I don't know. Like his home plane. His home plane. Yeah, I'm sorry. I gotta move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have no clue. I'm just gonna throw out Dominaria. That is not. I was gonna pick Liliana, and hers is surprisingly Dominaria, but you got these Christos? Is it Theros? It is not Theros. Gideon's from Theros. Mm hmm. He is. Anthony, come on. You got this. I. You're the lore guy, man. I I know, but I think Johnny's like the most, like. Boring character ever. What? All I all I know, I don't know about that. No, he is. That's a hot he, take. He 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 is one hundred percent. The only thing is, I remember is uh, him and Elspeth are really good buds. But I I'm pretty sure Elspeth is from Theros. Uh, yes. No. Yes. Yes. She yes. Elspeth. She is. Yes. She yeah. is. She got deified in March of the Machine by her original Theros people. I know. Her, I know his race. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Wait. wait Three wait, seconds. Wait. Throw something out. Three. Yeah. Two. One. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but I can't, I can't think. Give, I, I, give, it, give us a plane, just any plane. Any plane, random. If you get it, you get the point. <sighs> what, was, what was it called before? Uh, New Capenna. Uh, no, it's not. It's Alara. Oh, okay. well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing else about a Johnny, so I can't go into detail. But what was it? Wasn't the a Johnny that's uh, red, white from Alara block? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, he was from shards. I think. Shards. I think. Is that a point for me? Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> point. yeah. Sean, you gotta get on the board, brother. Yeah, I'm trying. Man. Even though Ethan cheated for that one. <laughs> okay. Ethan's drawing loss over here. <laughs> <laughs> what is the card with the highest mana value? Previously called, I know Christos raised his hand first. Previously called converted mana cost. You is, is it? Is it like Phyrexian Dreadnought? The magic card with the highest mana value is not Phyrexian Dreadnought. <laughs> okay, who rose their hand after? Will? Unsets count. It is a, if it's a card in magic. A BFG, a BFM? It is not BFM. He has a mana value of uh, 10 black, 20 black. Yeah. I think it's 20 black. What that is the n- heck? 20? That is Y'all not- be making stuff up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a meld card before meld was a It was a meld card before, yeah. Oh, with the two halves? Yeah. yeah. The first, the first. But they're like horizontal, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It's just a really wide face. Really wide face. Oh, wow. The battle cost goes all across it, and it's even cut in half in the middle, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else got a guess? No. It is Gleamax. It's from Unhinged. Oh, I was One, wrong. 1, you want to throw you want to throw that up on the screen, Star? Gleamax. That is a mana value of one million colorless. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the other guess I had was the uh, the worm from uh, Ravnica Allegiance or something like that. It's like the the worm that's like ten and like three green. It's just a worm with trample or something like that. Oh, like, uh, something uh, oh, uh, ravenous great worm, so, uh, like the, yeah. the great worm or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's an uncarded. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Gleamax like, is like the artwork. I I see it in my head. It's like a a brain machine thing. Yeah, 
It's like the enemies in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Krang. Oh, yeah. yeah. What would otherwise be the highest CMC? So, on, on the next question. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Previous question, except how about not silver bordered or acorn stamped? Christos has got it. I shouldn't have said anything. Is it World Spine Worm? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Shaw raised his hand next. I mean, the only other one I know is like Emrakul. Like, Emrakul oh, is right? 15. Oh, 15. you're right. Okay. Emrakul is 15. You are, I'm going to give you all a hint. You are one short. One short. The actual official tournament legal card is 16, and it goes to Anthony. What is it? Is it a worm? It's not a worm. Okay, I don't know then. One last guess before it goes to Will. It is a dragon artifact. What is his name? Draco. 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 Oh my oh, god! Because Scion of Draco, yeah. Draco. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cheat because he wants you to decrease his mana value mm-hmm. by a lot. I wasn't even thinking because I, I I know you can. Yeah. yeah. You never cast it. For... No, you never cast it for sixteen unless yeah. you're like already an Eldrazi deck. Yeah. But uh, that is from Plane Shift. Plane Shift. And it is a very retro border card. I feel like I recognize the name. I don't. I can't see it in my head. Well, you'll see it when you rewatch the podcast when yeah. Star throws it up on screen. That's right. <laughs> okay, next question. If I am net decking, what does that mean I am doing? Okay. Well, rock, paper, scissors for it. Rock, paper, scissors one time for it. Will and Christos. I'll shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. All right, what is it? Uh, it's when you go on a server of some sort that has the uh, current tournament winnings and just copy... And build that same exact deck. Mm-hmm. A deck. Not, not one yeah. switch of cards. A deck copied from somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. How much are you learning, Shaw? I'm, I'm learning a lot. That one I did know, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw you raise your hand, like, feebly right after yeah, that. Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know it, but, like, they're they're on it. So. They're, they're, they're actually, they're, they're wrong, actually. They're wrong. <laughs> it's, it's when you go to Cardboard Crash Course and te- check out our deck techs. That's what oh, you're right. All right. You, can, yeah. you know what? I give, I give you permission to net deck. If I see you in an LGS, I give you permission to net deck if it's one of our deck techs. Me too. More coming soon. You should throw up my Maelstrom Wanderer. (laughs) Okay. So, this is a a pretty simple one. What is a French vanilla creature? I'm going to go with Shaw on that one. Um, It's a creature that only has a keyword, um, like, ability. Yes, absolutely. A vanilla creature is a creature with no abilities. Only power and toughness. A French vanilla only has keyword abilities and no worded abilities otherwise. Congratulations. Shots on the board. Let's go. Let's go. I I honestly didn't know that. You didn't know French vanilla was that? No, I knew what vanilla creature is, but I've never heard of French vanilla. I've never heard the terminology. Really? Honestly... Yeah, that makes sense. People usually don't play French vanilla creatures. They, they, I've seen more vanilla creatures be played, to be honest. You, you know, um, what's that one card that gives you protection from dragons and from demons? The angel. Technically, that's a French vanilla card. Okay. Because even if it has like a long-worded text, if it's something, if it's like uh, Trample Over Planeswalkers or something like that, that still counts. How about like a Chroma? A Chroma, yes. If you just have keywords, or mm-hmm. like Zatalpa, or something like that. Uh, does a Chroma say other all permanents have this? Nope. No. No, okay. Because no, a Chroma's yeah, Monuments a would not be a French vanilla. Okay. Really quickly, who's Gary? <laughs> I Come on, brother. Crystal's got it's it. It's the Grey Merchant of Asphodel from Theros Block, baby! <laughs> you play him in how many decks? Zero. Just one, actually. Oh. I, I, I don't play black, generally speaking, because I don't cheat. Oh! But you play Perforos Goblins. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know what to say. Just get better. <laughs> <laughs>
Did you know that? I did not know that. So, yeah, he's called Gary because gray, you just moved the R. <laughs> yeah, that's I all. Mean, that's that's it. All <laughs> that's literally it. Sad, sad Robot, Steve. Yeah. If I said Sad Robot, you, would you know who that is? That's a Solemn Simulacrum? Yeah. 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 You know Steve is? No. <laughs> the Sakura Tribe Elder. Sakura Tribe Elder yeah. oh. Value Extreme. Yes. Gotcha. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was that was kind of a fast one. We are at three Christos, three Will, one Shaw, and two Anthony. It is anybody's game still. I still have four questions left. Right. Shaw's gonna sweep. Yeah, there you go. Get I still have one. sorry five questions left. How much did the first booster? With an MSRP in Ice Age of June of 1995, cost at the time. Oh, I raised my hand. I'm gonna give it to Shaw first because you technically went like a millisecond <laughs> before <laughs> me. <laughs> no clue. I'm gonna throw out a number. Or we're gonna say it has to be a very specific number. Has to be a very specific. Sense and all. All right. I'm gonna say 375. Ooh, they're they're barely 375 nowadays. Ah. For yeah, basic. Are you giving it to Will? Yep, I'm giving it to Will, and then to Anthony. Uh, I believe at the time it was uh four four thirty nine four forty nine so four yeah. I, we're going in the wrong direction. Lower. Yeah, it is lower. Yeah. So original Alpha booster packs were technically around the five dollar range because he was just giving them to friends, and then Beta started to go down and down when he started getting them to more stores around the area. Um, by the but by the time Ice Age came out, it was uh actual. Like he had a business plan and all about this. Anthony? Two forty nine. Ooh, I'm gonna give you one more guess. You're very close. Two thirty nine. You are very close. <laughs> if nobody else if no one's closer, then you're gonna get the point. Two fifty nine? No, 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 no. Two fifty? No, you are one cent a higher. It is two forty five. Was the original Ice Age booster pack MSRP. Where did they get to that number? I don't know. So I get it? You get it. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get these right rules. What, 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 what's the price of a booster pack now? Uh, draft is well, it depends. Depends on the set. There depends is no MSRP. The, there's no MSRP. Yeah. So it really. How about you check out cardboardcrashcourse.com and check it out? True. <laughs> if you, if there's want, a lot of variants. If but. you want very set fairish, fairish prices, <laughs> check us out. We've got booster packs and and singles. I don't think I can. I can't, I can't remember the last time I bought just a singular booster pack. I have not bought sealed since I got back into Magic, and the last time I bought a box was probably like Ravnica Allegiance. I thought you said that the first box you didn't buy was uh, War of the Spark. War of the Spark. Whatever was right before War of the Spark. I didn't buy that box. You might actually be right. It might be right. Ra- no. Yeah, Ravnica Allegiance came after Guilds of Ravnica. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan. Why are you questioning me, man? I don't know. <laughs> you, one, minus one point from Ethan. Take it away. I get the witch point taken away? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is a deciduous mechanic? Not an evergreen mechanic. A deciduous mechanic. Christos? Complete, just complete guess. Is it, is it a mechanic that's confined to one set? No. An evergreen... No, that's... Uh, I forget the name of that. It's a... I want to say cannibalistic or um, not symbiotic, parasitic mechanic is specific to one set. Got it. Because it it relies on that set being around. Will? I'm just throwing out a guess on this one, you know, as opposed to, you know, deciduous teeth, you fall out. So uh, a, a mechanic that, because evergreen would be a mechanic that's just... It can just have, evergreen is a mechanic flying. that can have it, that can be in every set. You don't even need to put uh, rules text anymore. Yeah. Uh, 
deciduous. Deciduous that it changes depending on other mechanics around it? Mm. Kind of. It appears depending on the kind of other mechanics around it, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. Okay. Shaw? I was just going to go in between. If it's not one that's only for a set, and if it's not evergreen, then something that like comes and goes between sets. Yes. Something like So a deciduous mechanic, they are not evergreen, but show up time to time without the need of rules text every time they're in. However, unlike evergreen mechanics, they need to have rules text in starter kits and in jumpstart packs. So Are they like examples? Yes. Yeah, I got some Describe. examples here. Protection, treasures... Vehicles, sagas, split cards, etc. Okay, can we talk about split cards? Why is only one of them fusible? Why is only one run of them fusible? I want to say there's a lot more. I swear to God, it's only from the Return to Ravnica block that they're fusible. They introduced them in a block way back. Oh, you said one set they're fusible? Only one, only from one, one, I think. Oh, I think you said one Return card. Return to Ravnica, I think, is the only block that has fuse. On the on the split cards. Well, not anymore. Technically, uh, Doctor Who. Okay, listen, man. Gallifrey stands no more, or Gallifrey yeah, ends yeah. no more. But you all are can you play both sides at the same time? You can fuse them. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. But then on that is a pretty good card, by the way. It is I, like pretty cool. Yeah. I think I, it's balanced. Uh, my wife, nuts over that whole set. She's oh, a, Doctor Who fan. She's a Whovian. Oh, did so you end up pulling that, anything good from this collection? No, I didn't. But I did pull good cards, but not, not like a. Oh right, because you bought all those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, good. What Ethan pulled. Pull. I have. Uh, oh yeah. Star, put it on screen. Uh, one ninety-seven of five hundred six. Star, you want to just put up a just uh, look up serialized sixth Doctor. All right. So yeah, deciduous mechanic. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna pull up. A card. Wait, what's the score? The score is three Anthony, three Christos, three Will, and two Shaw. Oh my gosh. It's, it's actually it kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull a card up on screen. You get uh, one just, try. Uh, uh. How do you say this name when we're actually done saying it? Star, go ahead and throw that up on screen there. Yeah, Shaw, go ahead. I think I can do this one. <laughs> Asmarano Mardikadistinical Dakar. Yes. <laughs> yes. Asmarano Mardikadistinical Dakar. That is correct. What's her mana value? Um, she doesn't have one, but if you discarded a card, it's a red or black. Thing. Boom. That's the one we, we pulled on Modern Horizons 2 draft. I drafted it. <laughs> did, you play, did you play it? I did draft? not play it, but I drafted it. You were even in those colors. Why not? Because um, I didn't have the book. Yeah, so it doubles the with the Underworld Cookbook. And you took the book, didn't you? Y'all just Ethan? making stuff up. You did take the book. <laughs> Y'all just making stuff up. Ethan took the book. book. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, basically when she enters the battlefield, you can grab the cookbook, and then the cookbook helps you either gain life or grab something from your graveyard again. It's like a recurring thing. Is, is, this, like so. a, is, is this a commander that people play? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, really interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she tutors up the cookbook. Is there like a shortened name? Uh, they, people Azzy. call her Azzy or Asmo. But oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you can Asmo, say the whole name. I think Asmo is also right, a we're not, we're not some sort of savant like you are, right, dude? Relax. <laughs> I, do it say, I do say it every time. I mean, so. only because I grew up with it, you know, yeah. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's the, that's the quickest thing that I can do it without really untying. Asmarano Maldicadaste and Caldicar? No! Well, it might have skipped the syllable. <laughs> I think that was, yeah. Okay, so we're 3-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. Nice. This is, is, is this the final question? This is, you got two left. Two left. Ooh. Okay. Someone's pulling ahead here. Mm-hmm. What was supposed to be the sixth color of magic starring in Future Sight? 
What? <laughs> they scrapped it. It is going to go to Christos first. They scrapped it early on because, quote, it was confusing and unnecessary. Okay. But they were actually serious, right? Like early on in the development of Future Sight, Six Color of Magic. This, yep. is, this is like, I would say probably like a 70% guess, but I remember in some LGS, this is a long winded answer, uh, in some LGS, somebody told me that there was supposed to be a yellow color once, and they ended up scrapping it in favor of making multicolored spells yellow or gold or whatever it might be. Um, that's kind of true. That was thrown around. Uh, the creator has talked about that, but that's not the one in Future Sight. Oh, specifically? Mm hmm. Yeah. All right, L. I, th I, think, I think it was purple. It was purple. Yeah. That point is going to Will. Barney. And a, and a new question that I just thought of at the top of my head. What was it supposed to be about? <laughs> Anthony, try. Uh, is it? I don't know. No, it's, it's supposed to have a specific theme, like how red has anger, uh, blue has, like, uh, wonder, wonder, wonder solitude, all that kind of stuff. Oh, for, for that cycle? Just, like, the color had the a color theme in the theme. mechanics of the game. Tranquility. Oh. Like how green is about big stompy, red is about fast creatures, all of this, all of this. Yeah, black is graveyard. Well, yeah, white I, is life gain. Are, are purple lanterns love? Or is that pink lanterns? I want to say pink lanterns pink. are love. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't. And also, I think it's indigo. Whatever. Maybe you guys make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say something like maybe like a whimsy. I feel like fairies feel pretty purple to me. You're thinking of Lorcana? Not exactly. It is time travel slash temporal manipulation. Cheating. Isn't my favorite card. Actual cheating. Not just blue. Actual Literal cheaters. Cheating, yeah. That is blue. That is so they didn't really have that many time, like time spells that were not banned at the time. They were going to introduce a new one that not only had to do with time travel, um, but also had to do with turn manipulation. So it was a lot about switching turns, ch like deleting phases out of people's turns, adding them to yours. Oh, it's, thank God. It's God. a very <laughs> It's a very blue and somewhat red thing nowadays. The red is like a temporary boost. Well, didn't they print a card that's like, you end the turn? There's a few of them. That would have been a purple card. Yeah, it definitely would have been. Uh, Obeka Brute Canologist. Which is three colors. What yeah. colors? It's a Grixis. Blue, red, white? Is it blue, or white? That's, I think it's blue, red, white. That's, that's Jeskai. Jeskai. I want to say it's Jeskai. No, no I think it's I'm going to bully Ethan a little bit. Blue, uh, blue, red, black. Oh, I don't know. That's Grixis. That's Grixis. Yeah, I think uh, it's Grixis. Huh. I'm gonna bully okay. Ethan. Yeah. Ethan, do you actually not know what these the tribes are called? Or are you are you were you trolling me? I know what like half of them trolling. are called. He's not trolling. All right, everybody in the comments, bully Ethan for not knowing stuff. <laughs> True. I don't know the I don't know a hundred percent of the guilds of Ravnica. Really? Yeah. Did you play a lot Nor during? I don't know. I also don't know any of the shards of Alara. That's kind of effed. <laughs> So you, the the three color combos are iconic. Yeah, I played the dragons, Rith, and they were the they're iconic, man. I know which. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> okay, we're at three, 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 four, four being Will. We're gonna have one question made up by me if we end up tying this, but this is the final question. Otherwise, what was supposed to be the fourth Ravnica set? They were gonna do a four set block. What was the fourth set going to be? Oh, oh, man. That's a stomp. You're, you're just going to, like, ask us questions that just don't have an answer. That's effed up. <laughs> yeah? It's a trick question. There was never a fourth Sh one. Sean's got it. It's not a trick question. Uh, 
I I feel like it. I feel like it has relevance in the story. Mm-hmm. Original it original does. Ravnica, right? Yep. I feel like it would be something to do with like the the conspiring and stuff, such of the of like um the specific guilds that were like I don't know. There's like dissension and stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. right? And after that, there's probably some sort of like overthrowing of Ravnica or like retaking or something like that. It was because of an event that was supposed to happen in Ravnica that they ended up using for a later Dominaria War set. Of the spark. Oh, <laughs> they ended up using for a later Dominaria set and uh, Brothers War. It was supposed to do with the Silex being on Ravnica. It, 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 it has something it's, to do with Urza's Ruinous Blast. It's not Ice Age, it's Cold Snap. Cold Snap. Oh, brah! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so does Will just win this, or do we get another question? <laughs> that was F. <laughs> that was, uh, even for me, I'm like, uh, what? Okay, okay, okay. The last one for two points. The last one for two points. <clears throat> I have to think of something that we haven't talked about in a previous episode and can go towards anybody. What is a core set slash Adventures in the Forgotten Realms slash Origins and also what Marvel is going to be end up being in the back, like, the actual construction process of that set inside Wizards of the Coast. What do they call those sets that are specific every year and set the groundwork for that year's power? There is a, there's a word that they there's use. There's a word? There is a is word it, that they use not... internally, yeah. Oh. I don't work at Wizards. Well, I don't work there. Well, they, they say it quite often. The core set? I thought it was a trick question, man. I don't know. <laughs> Ethan Sly. Any other guesses? I don't have a guess. If not, then... I mean, I might as well guess something, I yeah. guess. If it's not core set, is it base set? <laughs> it's not base set. Uh, it is tent pole set. Tent pole? Oh. Tent they said, they, they, yeah. yeah, they like said in the tent. They yeah. said it in in their announcement for the Marvel sets. They said like, oh, it's going to be our tent pole set every year or something like that. How many years are they going to do it for Marvel? They didn't say exactly, um, but Marvel's going to replace what core sets used to be um, for a few years. They said for at least a few sets worth, like one one a year. Yeah, I'm assuming they'll do like an Avengers one and an X Men one, and I'm just saying that was that's such a. That's such an L for Magic, to be honest. Not because I don't like Marvel, but because they have their own IPs. They have their own IPs, and then, like, letting Disney really so dictate... One thing I wanted to say is that there was... Um, <laughs> I got a question. Yeah, one second. Um, there is a card game that, I, that got me into, like, board games in general called Smash Up. If you're familiar with it, it's a lot of fun. It's basically, like, a super basic deck builder. Anyway... They called their creatures in that game minions, and actions were basically spells. So you got minions and an action, and you get one minion play and an action play a turn, and all of their expansions were called minions. No matter what the theme was, you know, it could have not really fit, but it was a minion. Everyone knew it. So Marvel comes in, and they used to do sets that were like ripping on Marvel IPs or different people's IPs. They did like a fake cease and desist Transformers one and this and that. It was a lot of fun. It was part of the fun of Smash Up. When Marvel came in and they officially did a crossover with them, Marvel made them change the name of Minion to Character and just went back and all of the cards look different. They basically, they only fit because of their back. But otherwise, Character was the word they had to say because Iron Man isn't your Minion. 
He's a superhero. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Scary. <laughs> Disney's, a, Disney's got a lot of power, man, at all levels. So one, one day, creatures might be characters in some sets. And we saw the first of it. This is, this is out wildly out there. This is my tinfoil hat. <laughs> tin foil. This, so we saw the first of it in Doctor Who. It was really small. It was just a step. Companion? Not, not, well, Doctor's Companion, yes. So Doctor Who had the first two-word creature type that isn't hyphenated because they refused to let you say Time Lord while hyphenating it, even though that fits in Magic's mechanics. Time, time and Lord are not separate creature types. It's Time Lord with a space. Doctor Who or, or whatever it is. What's the broadcasting network? BBC. BBC um, did not allow Time Lord to be hyphenated. Hyphenated, so they had to change the, the mechanics of the game around it. Is it because Doctor Who is known as a Time Lord without a hyphen? Is yes. That why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of... There's multiple Time Lords. Doctor Who is one so entity. Like the Master and all of the different like Doctors. Yes. Lorcana. Mm -hmm. Is there any like Marvel stuff in Lorcana? Not yet. No. Not yet. They've kind of expressed that, that Marvel and Star Wars is like a panic button. It is a panic button uh, right right now because it's it's you gotta think it's being distributed by Raven, Ravensburger. They kind of effed on their first cycle of it yeah. to the point that MSRP does not exist. For Lorcana? Yeah. It's oh, really? it's it suggested MSRP, but nobody's selling at MSRP because the supply Oh, is that why the prices are so inflated? So you're getting yes. boxes that are four hundred at game stores. At game stores. Oh Lord have mercy. Yeah. yeah. So they they came uh, out of the gate with that issue. Here you go, kids. <laughs> and they're, 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 try, they're trying to push tournament play with it. My wife really wants to try it, but no one can get their hands on. It. So you yeah, can't. You know, you know if the the one of the LGSs that we we went to last week, they have a whole like thing. I think I told you about it. Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of Lorcana precons. Yeah, but they're selling them like probably like fifty percent higher than marked up yeah. than TCG player price. It was the same with the 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 One Piece training card game. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I I I I just wanted to play it a little. And uh, I couldn't even get my hands on the cards when it first came out. I don't know how it's doing now, but you it can was... find it. You can find it easier than yeah. Lorcana. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The For decks sure. you can. I don't know about the packs. Yeah. Like the decks, yeah, you can get those off the wall. But there's some LGSs that don't. You can't get. Do we? Do we want to? Well, yeah. So want to put a pin in it? Are we <laughs> going to do one more question? <laughs> We're not going to do one more question. Will wins. Dang. Unfortunately. <laughs> Good job. It was a close game. The old head gets it. That's right. Yeah. That was really close. It was, it was. Three, 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 and four. That was good. That was yeah, just it was fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because I got purple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Will, after the uh, podcast, is going to grab up uh, one of the packs behind me, one of the standard legal packs. Hopefully it gets up to good. I'm going to give it to Sean. That is you don't new. have to do that. He's the new player. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Newbie. Okay, so back to MSRP. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, I was like, I was like, I'm, we're probably gonna talk about it afterward, but like, might as well, I just want to put a pin in the in the, the question thing and mm -hmm. end it. Yeah. But yeah. So MSRP across all card games, does it still exist in Yu-Gi-Oh? MSRP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Konami uh, is actually really good at like their product sales and all that, and like uh, making sure that the distributors take care of their... Their, yeah. their boxes are still very, like, Cheap. I mean, if you have a job, it's very affordable. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I remember, <laughs> like, if you wanted to buy... So, <laughs> just transitioning a little bit into mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, which may, may be, like, the... the Sacrilege. 2% of our audience that... Yeah, nobody's going to watch after this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it back around. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll leave really quickly after the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff ends. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. But uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, if you wanted to... The way Yu-Gi-Oh! worked when I played, which was about a decade ago, 
you would if you want to be competitive at all you have to buy a box of the new the new set because the new stuff's always the, like the most powerful thing Power in, in, has in the not game changed. and you if you buy a box you pretty much get three of everything so you're able to like build that new deck i remember the the last set i played the dragon rulers had just come out and that's i didn't buy that box because i was like i was like just so burnt out and i was working a minimum wage job i was going to college i had a bunch of us a mm. bunch of like reasons not to and i went to a tournament Tried to play my old deck. I got I went 3 at the tournament. I was like, all right, I'm just done with Yu-Gi-Oh. I literally pulled up all my collection, probably as many cards as are on that table. I had a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Damn. And I went to a card store. The guy goes, I'll give you 80 bucks for it. Ooh. <laughs> That's rough. That is rough. So, okay. They so, have no rotating format though, right? That's it, it's it's like a it's, it's like almost it's, like legacy modern type of format because they have a ban list that's like limited and ban list. Yeah. Yeah. So the cards cards aren't they, have, they actually it, have other formats too. Yeah, I, I don't know much about them, but I'll say Yu-Gi-Oh cards aren't like the worst thing, like as far as value goes. It's just like it, it's Jim just it's, it's like two questions really. Is it, is it first edition? Is the first edition of it coming out? And it and then your your real value of a Yu-Gi-Oh card is if that first one is yes, then is it graded? If you have those two, then the Yu-Gi-Oh cards are worth like. If you have a first edition Flame Wingman, those are like three grand, like easy. No way. Oh, hundred percent. First, first edition, like the original Jinzo first edition, the the foiling because it was different than when they reprinted Jinzo yeah. is worth more than. I, I only have Jinzo. one Yu-Gi-Oh card left, and it's a Summon Skull. Ooh. And it might be from the first set. If it's first edition, it's, I, it's in it's in it's in a nice little gold sleeve mm-hmm. that I had never taken it out. It's one. It's actually one of my buddies. He gave it to me before he um, got deployed in the Marine Corps. I don't know why. We just used to play Yu-Gi-Oh together. He was like, he came home for something. And he's like, here, man, just have this. And he's like, that was such a honestly strong card back then. Be- before, Summon Skull? Yeah. 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 It really was. Before like, I left Florida, I just had like a random binder. The last page was all pieces of the Ex- of Exodia and then Obelisk and all that. Hell yeah. And I was just like, here to a random like new player of Magic. I'm like, here you go. He turns to the back. He's like, that's cool but yeah I'm curious if MSRP is going to continue to be sunsetted in a lot of card games because I feel like they're kind of I I feel like they're did magic start the trend or is it something that is kind of like I have no idea about Pokemon that's the wild card I'm not sure about if magic set the trend that would make sense because they came out with a whole article explaining why they did it and I don't think they cited any other card games for it Usually Magic doesn't, even if they, I don't they, think, they won't admit I, it. I think Pokemon still has MSRP. I want to say it does. They do. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure Magic still Pokemon still has MSRP, game. and it still has only one pack that you can pull all the different That's guys so of cards out of? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> and they're about the same age. Mm-hmm. As well as Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! only has one pack. It's just a new set. Like, you know, they, they still pump out sets, you know? And yeah, it's just like Christo said, it's like... you. You pretty much buy the new box, and then that's where the new power creep is, or, or, or basically the untouched deck because it'll come out, it, it nothing will be banned on it, and then as soon as the next box comes out, either it gets banned or limited, mm-hmm. like something of that gets banned or limited. Or people are trying to figure out like what is good about it and like what I need to like yeah. you know it, it, what it, back in the day it was like effect veiler and stuff like that. I'm yeah, not sure yeah, it really depends on if the side deck can deal with it. If not, then that's when it actually does get touched in the ban list or limited list. Hmm. Uh, if you're if you have to like put in a whole side deck just to deal with it. You you kind of like dipped your toes into Lorcana when it first came out or do you, are you still like at all? I dipped my toes into Lorcana because I was at Gen Con. 
Will, were you at Gen Con? I did not go. I was supposed to, but I was. Okay. Um, Gen Con's a lot of fun. Anybody who like goes to Gen Con next year, I will be going again. I'm going hi. next year for sure. I already have a hotel room. Oh, cool. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good time for board game players, magic players. You don't have to like like spe- something specific. There's also cosplayers there. That's a con, man. Yeah. Just have fun, hang yeah. out. Anyway, I was at Gen Con, and Lorcana was being basically tested there. It wasn't the official release, but it was an early test and a play test where they got to they had a whole booth and everything. It was really cool. Um, they had more of a presence. I'd say five times more of a presence, if not ten times more than Magic, in terms of advertising and um, New kids like on hype. The block. Hype. I th- I think what Ravensburger. I don't know why they did, uh, but they underestimated the power of the Disney adult. Oh my! Oh yeah. Like greatly. Greatly. There underestimated was that. Maybe f- like twenty kids. Because I got there at 5 a.m., or even earlier than that, I got there at like 4.30 and waited five hours for the um, place to start because they, they let us in at 5 or 9.30 where the uh, official convention was actually supposed to start at 10. And they handed, they, you could only buy one box and one of each starter deck per person. And they clipped your badge to make sure you didn't do it multiple times. They were very serious about it. Wow. There was probably, it went from the convention hall doors all the way down, like the the meeting rooms and everything. It was a massive Indianapolis Convention Center, and eight eighty thousand people or whatever there that day. So massive convention center. It was wrapping around the building, and so my girlfriend and I were there. One of the first ones at four thirty. Everybody else started showing up at like six, and we each got a box and we each got um, a few decks. Anyway, I pulled basically the equivalent of an expedition in one of the boxes. Sold it for seven hundred. That was the lowest. Wow. The lowest wh- wh- rarity. Which, which enchanted? Uh, it was Hades. Hades enchanted? Yeah, so that's cool. the lowest rarity enchanted except for, I think, like Simba. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because if you get Elsa, it's like... It's like $800. No yeah. Elsa now is $800. Do you had, play shop? I bought like a, a starter deck and was like playing at the LGS for a little bit, but like I don't want to pay for more cards because it's, it's a little I mean, bit too much I, I at bought, the convention it was 1400 you know what's screwed up seven what? booster boxes two troves all starter decks mm-hmm. wow I, I ended up going to about a case our yeah. shop our like local game store and buying a bunch when they first came out but it was a line throughout of there too mm-hmm. but yeah they had this massive i think and my point is i think they i saw maybe 20 kids under the age of like 16 yeah. In that entire line. I don't think they... I think they know. I don't think they... they I don't think there's like, this is a product. There's no yeah. way. See, well, I think, I think what, what happened was that there was people playing competitively months, months before the game released. Because they had the entire set announced and somebody made an entire like magic arena yeah. for like illegally, you could download it. Um, what, you could, get Pixelborn or whatever? Pixelborn, yeah, yeah. The way you can just... And it's a really crappy looking thing, but actually it ended up being kind of nice. Yeah. They put a ton of work into this thing, not sanctioned by Ravensburger or Disney or anything like that, but you could play and you could get like competitive with so these people, decks people months before it was released. people understood the mechanics months before the game released. So they knew what so, they were so, looking for. Yeah, they knew what they were looking for and they're like, I'm I'm going to wail out real quick. So they bought their make a quick six buck. friends to Gen Con. If they lived in Indianapolis, they brought their six friends to Gen Con, like... $40 for a badge for the day and went and made like 200 bucks a box. Yeah. Mm. They inflated the market on TCG player in two seconds. 
Yeah, some guy that I was talking to, the reason why I say that is he was standing there and he was like, I didn't know about this till this morning, but my buddy here said he'd buy me coffee if I came with him and bought a badge. Wow. <laughs> what the? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Shout out, shout out to that guy's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Real to him one. for being like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Hopefully be, he got fair. a big coffee out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stand in life for five oh, yeah, hours for, for one five, coffee. Yeah. That yeah. sounds ridiculous. I, I wanted to say this. You know it's screwed up? Truly screwed up mm-hmm. when a Magic player is like scared to get into a game because of financial reasons. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these cards are, I mean, the most garbage, garbage cards are like 25 cents. Yeah. And that's saying something like, set comes out for Magic, I'd say if half of the cards are a penny. Yeah, yeah garbage cards are just like a penny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like well, please I, take them. And I, honestly, I hate to like card back to it, but it's because of what they did with the boosters, man. Like. Now, now that you open so many foils and cha- like different variants, yep. like it just diminishes the the value of the cards, which is not a bad thing. I I kind of wish back when I was playing a ton of standard that I was able to buy you know the the full meta deck at the time and be able to do it for like whatever like fifty bucks. But at the time when I was playing a bunch of standard, I had to sink like three hundred bucks just to be competitive. Yep. <laughs> And then you try to you try your hand on modern is like oh a whole different beast yeah and that's back then when the fetches and the shocks weren't reprinted like thirty times yep. you know mm-hmm. so uh, picture this I'm sure me and Will probably have a similar story but me when we played modern wow we were in some debt probably we were in a hole <laughs> you're, 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 t- you're talking about Odyssey fetches <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, like how much is that polluted delta you don't want yeah. Know. Even so, now, it's still pretty high. To make yeah. a, to make a, I don't know what they call their format, but to make a Lorcana deck, um, I think they're calling it standard. I want to say, yeah, it's because, only one, it's one format for right now. Yeah, um, to, but to make a Lorcana deck, it's like a modern deck was back in the day, price wise. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah I would uh, stay you away from that four, game. You could have four of. Yeah. And I was thinking, sixty card deck. And Shaw, I'll pass it to you right after this. But there's only three types. Of cards, there's normal and cold foil. There's no other like random foil variants or anything. Oh, yeah. And then there's eight Enchant- cards that Enchanted. they turned into like expedition level fancy borderless foil called Enchanted yeah. cards. And but, they and they pick them, hand pick them. They hand pick them like it's Elsa and Simba. Oh, the big boys. And, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got four. Mickey, of them. There's two different Mickey Mouses and. Yeah, I got I got the the Could big I got the big <laughs> what, what a concept. <laughs> yeah, I got the big tink. I got two of the Aladdins and I got um, the Rush uh, Maui. Wow, you know I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I have not seen them. Like I've not watched a Disney movie since Wreck It Ralph two. And just talking about these Disney characters, I'm like, that's kind of cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the game is actually very well produced. Very and well really. produced. And if you've played. Um, There's no interaction. Man, we got to go back to Shaw right after this. But if you've played, <laughs> if you played Villainous. Um, which is also by Ravensburger, a Disney that game. game. That game, no matter what you think about Disney, that game is high quality. Like, good mechanics, good art, good pieces. I love it. Honestly, that's really what I'm a fan of. Just good game design. Yeah. What were you going to say, Shaw? Uh, no, I think I was just going to talk about, because I got a starter deck, like I was saying, and I was thinking of upgrading it. But yeah, the like four ofs and, and that stuff that I wanted were like 15 each easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, just trying to get the... The highest rated card now is the Healer Rapunzel, mm-hmm. the four the four drop and uh, highest competitive card. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it was Elsa, it was Spirit of Winter for a while, and then Rapunzel just took over the slot of top top. Is that the card. one that sings? Uh, no, it's the one that when you play, um, uh, you heal, and then you draw for each heal. 
Uh, okay. Oh. So it, feel, it fills your hand real quick, especially like if you do like if you're doing amber steel, which yeah. is one of the top ones. And you life think? gain matters a whole lot more in that game than because you can actually. There's a ton of cards Draw. that you use your like life essentially as a resource. Yeah, your lore. Mm-hmm. Ton of cards. I, I just like it just randomly popped in my head. I was just thinking about. It. I was like. Playing Pokemon is way cheaper than probably every other card game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I made like, a I made a standard even competitive. Yeah, no, yep. yeah, hundred percent. It and then fifty and, bucks, and it was like it could be like the top level. And then if you don't like that deck, most of the trainer cards and 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 items you could just move them uh, over. Move them over to another deck. It's most of the Pokemon. The Pokemon don't take part of uh, most of the deck. It's mostly trainers and the energy. Energy, yeah. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, items. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to tell any new player to Magic, what is the probably the I don't want to say the worst part of Magic, but the hardest or the biggest point of investment, it's definitely the lands, and it's because of the lands that like just man, you mm-hmm. are just shooting yourself in the foot if you do not have a good mana base mm-hmm. and you're trying to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocks. You need them. That's in any format too. In any, in any format. Any format. Yeah, yeah. Even 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 now, like right, you said that the uh, in standard now, if you're not playing the man lands in standard, like if you don't have them, you're just like. Yeah, just I want to say restless cottage. If you're not playing restless cottage, it's, yeah, they're, they're, in, they're, in, the, in those creature lands, they're all rares. So that that's that now that's more lands that you have to add to your mana base. Yeah, I forgot that they brought back new man lands because I remember playing them in um, uh, Den of the Bugbear and all those in no, no 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 before them before uh, dude, uh, dude yeah, Wandering the, Fumeral yeah yeah, yeah uh, the Celestial ones. Colony <laughs> yeah. right. or, or the classic the Mutable man Mutable classic $8 dude Mutable's goaded that's and, why and, and <laughs> people people still use it in their aggro deck especially against control right now you know, so. you know why it's so good it's because it has it's a changeling yep that's why it's so good um, it's so stupid what's the one <laughs> sorcery board wipe that's in Standard right the now. Incubate oh, one? Sunfall. Sunfall, the incubate oh, one. Dude, I, 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 I played one game. One game of Arena the other day. Yeah. One game. I And I... You know this uh-huh. perfectly well, Anthony. Yeah. I play mono red aggro. I just turn things sideways. And I just, I'm like, if I win or I lose, I don't care. Math is for blockers. I, I literally, I had no cards in hand. Five di- guys on board. He's at one HP. He incubates me or whatever. He plays whatever. What's that Sun, called? Sunfall. Sunfall incubates me. I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I was like, so he, so he he exiles my board, and in exchange, he makes, he makes an incubate token. I was like, where's the downside? Creature. For every creature, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's basically what five mana. Five it mana. is five mana. Two five, white, three colorless. Five mana to just oh, like I see. I see it enough. I see it enough. Oh, you're winning. Exile all the creatures. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you could do about it. Like I, I, you know, I was like, there's so many. I was I because I, I play green, so I'm like, oh, guy's gift, this and that. Nope, just the board wipes now. Exile, just get rid of it. Is there any cards that like make things unblockable, in, in standard that you can think of? because uh, if there is, that's great. You just, you just, you just flip that incubate token, and you're like, all right, dude, eighteen, bro. I have clean. no idea. <laughs> yeah, so Aquarius form in, in standard. <laughs> Yikes, man, <laughs> dude. Uh, I I just wanted to say like just because I have Will here now. And I know, Sha, you, did you play standard when you were playing? Uh, no. I guess I, I kind of, I'm oh, kind, of kind of curious. Yeah. yeah. Kind of curious now. Uh, so what, when you started playing, so you started playing in Shadows and you left after yeah. a little bit. What were you playing when you were playing? Honestly, it was a lot of sealed stuff because I just didn't have enough cards to mm. make a constructed deck. Now, now that you're back, what was the first, what was your big motivator? Like when you came back, what did you want to play? Um, I honestly 
really like the, the Lord of the Rings cards, so I just wanted to grab all those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I was looking at it, and uh, I don't know. I just What was the format that enticed you back in? Was there a format? Was there, or was or was did you want Lord of the Rings Limited? I wanted Lord of the Rings Limited, but... Um, I mean, sounds like you just wanted I, to collect I, the cards. Right? I kind of yeah. did, okay. but I enjoyed playing the game, too. So not the not the answer I was looking. Well, I was yeah, I, I feel like I feel like he's kind of almost there. Uh, not that I'm trying to force it, but <laughs> I, 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 I totally are. I, I totally am. I'm just asking because I'm curious because uh, we we've had conversations so many times here on the podcast that have been like, I would consider you a new player since you're coming back. Yeah. Like I would say that you have like a fresh perspective on the, this change. And if you're a standard player, which you're not, mm. it, were you looking for it? Obviously, you're not, so you weren't. So, but you were a limited player, so. Were you able to find? Were you able to look and find limited for the Lord of the Rings set? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> L. Not unless it was Big like L, on Arena. Man. Yeah, I knew he's gonna say it. I knew he's gonna say because <laughs> Arena. That's, yeah, on that's, arena, that's, that's right? the easiest way to do it. It's just it's right there. It, it's it's just sad because like Lord of the Rings, right? This just this massive IP. They should be like, dude. If even if they do have the sets the way the, that they're split the up, the Lord of the Rings cards and only the Lord of the Rings cards. Yeah. it's our new thing. Yeah, like okay. they should be like, be like, dude, guys. Here is the Lord of the Rings draft booster, and just send like thirty boxes out to every store, and just push that product. Especially now that they're reprinting the hell out of it, because that's how you get more people into your game. And once they're in, they're in, man. We, the, we all know good and well. Yeah, that's a, that's an evergreen set. It's the first ever evergreen set. It's the first ever evergreen set. So they can print as many draft boosters, yeah, specifically uh, draft boosters as they want until until forever. the demand is pretty much dead. Yeah. I don't see why it couldn't be uh it couldn't be a, like at least an event a limited event for Lord of the Rings at least every week for you know a card store. Oh, like, yeah. Just a random day like a like a, just a day like a, a Wednesday or something, you know, just probably that doesn't really infl- conflict with any other. Yep. Think about it this way like, like he, he, dual dual full seals like here's yeah. six packs. Yeah. But our card store's Wednesdays is Lorcana. Who the hell plays? Well, just make it another day. Right just make it another day that, you know, like It's cuz no one shows up. Yeah. It's because it's not not because only there's not enough product to have a play group. Well, not only play, not only that, but there's not, there's not players. there's not enough yeah there's not enough demand by the players. There's not enough people going out and looking for it because it's not a thing that they promote. Even though they make packs for it, man, <laughs> that's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so at I, I, I mean, at, this new special edition is only collector packs. New special edition of what? There's a there's a second wave. There's a second set of Lord of the Rings that's releasing this weekend. Yep. It has all new cards. Dude, in you it. are not about to spring this on me when no, I'm has my heat. It has all new, <laughs> it has all new cards in it, and the only packs are special edition uh, collector packs. Oh, and oh, and and I'm sorry, volume two jumpstart packs. Is is there really? Is there? Uh, I'm just trying to remember because I don't remember actually ever seeing it. Is there an actual draft box for Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've never I, seen it either. I remember it. Yes. The... I I never seen it. It has the Balrog on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 bought, I bought one of those and a couple You must of have bought like their only box. Not from them. Oh, but I, yeah, I'd never seen it. I, I only seen their set booster box. I would draft Lord of the Rings. Oh, at the oh, store? In a heartbeat. I don't to be honest, I, I hate the mechanic, but it's it's cool. What? Yeah. It's cool Lord just to be in the Lord of the Rings. I like I was saying that I would draft uh Lord of the Rings. I would do it in a heartbeat. Just yeah. because it's Lord of the Rings. I don't even like Lord of the Rings that much, but it's cool. Yeah, Remember, we were talking about like the ball row card. I was like, I'd probably draft it, but, and then I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in a case. It's literally what I said about it. I was like, That would be like a draft bomb. That'd I be would, cool. I wouldn't play it in any other thing but a draft. <laughs> it's, oh, it's not. It, 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 you have to build around the bomb. 
Of course. Yeah. But if, if I open it in my pack... I, I, and honestly, knowing what the Lord of the Rings mechanic is like, I'd probably want that Orcish Bowmaster <laughs> oh, as a bomb. Sure. Oh, dude, don't even get me started on this. So I, I went... I, I Because of Lord of the Rings, I, I started looking into, like, how are new sets affecting modern? Because we were trying to get into Pioneer for a little bit. And I was, like, kind of like, what about modern? Because you, you said it's like a... A shit show, like, more or less. Essentially. Well, it's... Modern is, like, half... I said all Modern Horizons 2 Limited. I want to step back and say it is half yeah. Modern Horizons 2 Limited. You got Murktide Regent. Yep. You got Is It Phoenix still. All of the so Evoke Elementals. I looked into it because I, I, I used to play, like, 8-Rack and Burn, right? Those were my, my decks. But I also kind of dabbled in Storm. I used to say you played Twiddlestorm. Twiddlestorm. Um, and, which, the th- I, and, the, and the thing is, Amulet Titan is still, mm-hmm. you know... Death Shadow, it doesn't actually use Death Shadow, but it is very similar. So, I, le- I learned something... For the most part. I learned something recently that was, like... The One Ring is, like, a very highly played card in Modern now. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Four and, ofs in almost... And, 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 and what's the other card? Even decks that don't, like, run around it. There's another card that's... Like, oh, Orcish Bowman. Yeah. yeah. So those two cards alone, those two cards alone, have single-handedly killed a whole archetype of deck in Modern in Storm. Mm-hmm. Storm is just dead. Because, yeah. because you have pro everything, so you can't get grape-shotted for Storm Kill. And... Orcish Broadmasters will just kill you while you're trying to storm by mm-hmm. drawing cards. So <laughs> it's like, dude, like I while, don't even while netting you a big enemy in the in, in, the, in, the, army. in the army, yeah. So and the and the thing is, they're not going to ban this card, and the rules committee is sure as hell not going to ban the card in Commander because one rules committee tinfoil hat doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. and two, it's evergreen. They're never going to want their yeah. two biggest cards in that set, especially the one ring. Well, you got you got to also think, especially banned. for Commander, it was originally created by the players for the players. No rules committee. It was a consensus of players what should be banned, how should it be played. Mm-hmm. It, the, Wizards had no Oh, say we, we should have had Will on the last episode. <laughs> Will should have like, uh. Wizards had no say in what Commander did, how they played, and what they... It was originally Elder Dragons. That's why it was called EDH. So, go off. Go off. Let him go Dragon. off. Okay, so... <laughs> we, you have to just... So, pr- to preface this, our last episode, episode four, was The Spirit of Commander. Mm-hmm. And we kind of all talked about like how we feel, where we started playing Commander, and how we feel about the format now. So our listeners that didn't that watched the last episode and are now meeting you for the first time, mm-hmm. tell them about how you got into Commander and how you feel about it nowadays. I so when I got into Commander, it was just to get away from how fast the rotation of Standard was going. It was something to be like ah. Uh, just sit down, play. It could be eight-hour game. It didn't matter. You know, you're just having fun with three of your good friends. It could. It was just amazing. And it was at the time we did the lowest mana cost of your commander was eight, yeah. six maybe if yeah. you could push it. But that was commander for me. It was like build. It was slow build, slow interaction until it was commander specific. Now you could build decks. That, yeah, this is your commander. You never have to play it because you have eminence abilities and things like that. Fast, 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 fast. How fast can I win in turn two? That's why you have CDDH. And it's like, it has nothing to do with Elder Dragons anymore. Do you feel like the spirit of commanders is... Uh, it's the dead. new standard. So, Shy, so, so I, I just want right. to... I want to have a parallel opinion here because 
obviously, if, if you guys listened to the last episode, you guys know that me and Will basically have the same opinion. Uh, but, Shot, as a newer player, how why did you get into Commander, and what's your opinion of it as a newer player? Um, I mean, I got into Commander because I've heard just, like, it's the casual format for the most part. Interesting. Um, I mean, I guess that's what it used to be, but... It can be. It's the mystique of Commander be. is casual, for yes. sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I was more into, and... I don't know. There's like a bunch of uh, pre-constructed decks for it as well. There's not as many for. Actually, I don't know if there are any. There's like starter decks for, for like sixty card uh, constructed uh, stuff, but not really any, any stuff like that. So it's easier to jump into Commander. It feels like. They're they're um honestly I I will give it the Wizards. The they have Pioneer and Standard decks, and honestly they're not bad. They're, they're actually, bad, yeah. they're like, they're, they're even they're, brawl when they tried to introduce brawl. The brawl decks were great. Even even back then, um, I, I forget Arcane what they Sigma. were called. Were they? Do you remember what they were called? Will like, um, were they still called challenger decks back challenger then? Challenger decks, yeah. Right, yeah. They'd come out with like the sixty card standard, so you could go to your LGS, literally buy Pick the deck, up a competitive set, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and play a standard uh, whatever uh, Friday F and M or whatever. Yeah. Usually the deck wouldn't be too. It would like beat the tail end of that, so it'd be like they come out with those decks, and you you could probably play that deck for like a month, a month before a rotation, before it would rotate out. But yeah. it, you'll still have some staple good. cards, which it, was great. Like rubbing up red. Yeah, I remember. I remember all the deck. I, the decks were fun. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Rubbing yeah, up red, the yeah. challenger deck for rubbing up red had the things that you needed for the base of a burn deck. Yeah. You had the you had the lightnings. I think you were missing three of the four phoenixes, but you had your base, and it was like, oh, straight from you all, could be competitive. All the decks are built like that, though. Mm-hmm. They they wanted you to one upgrade them. They yeah. wanted you to upgrade. I forget which one came with the fatal push, but they never gave you four of them. No, they gave <laughs> yeah. you one. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that um, that you say that, Will, because in our last episode, I made a big uh, argument that like we should be pushed the Earth Wizards as a as a as a brand, as a whatever, they they should be making product for Commander that basically ma- is ready to play against like other Commander decks. And I think that they hit that mark. I think they that did. I think that uh, yeah, it took them a while. A while. <laughs> but but that's be- because they had to remove MSRP and they had to be, you know all this baloney, right? And now that now that that's gone, it's a thing of the past. Now they can sell a Commander deck for eighty bucks and whatever. They don't even care. They sell it to the LGS. The LGS can sell it for whatever its market price is. Now we were saying that. Because of, of the way, and I just want to get your take on this, and maybe yours as well, Shaw. When a new set comes out, let's just use Wild Wilds of Eldraine as a as an example. They came out with Commander decks for that Wilds of Eldraine. Yeah, they have yeah. two of them. They have two. Oh, only two. Yeah. Only two. Every once in a while, they only do two. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was proposing that instead of them making a Commander for the face of the decks for Commander, like design for Commander, they take one of the major legendary creatures out of the set. And make that the face instead, and build around the card with cards from the set. So that way, when it's a Wilds of Eldraine Commander deck, it's like almost like you can like finish like if you're if you're building Agatha and she's Gruel, you're like okay, I get most of the Gruel staples from or not staples, but the good cards from Wilds in this in amongst other things, amongst the Arcane Signets, the Mind Stones, etc., to be able to have that good mana base. What is your opinion on them doing that versus what they do now, where they design cards for Commander? Because we had the whole tangent about this. <laughs> well, it's just mainly Adam disagreeing because he didn't think that. Well, that's what that's why right I want to ask there. Shaw because mm-hmm. Adam is a relatively new player. I kind of already know what Will's opinions might be, but so Adam, uh, sorry, Shaw. What what is uh, what do you think about that? 
I mean, I think that could be fun, especially um, lore-wise, too. It'd be interesting, because I, I know there's, like, lore for the the big creatures in the set of Wilds of Eldraine. I don't know the lore of Tigwell or Alala or something like that. So, I mean, and then also, obviously, you can then buy packs and like look for stuff that was meant to be similar, like, in that in that deck. Maybe it's like, oh, hey, this... Uh, this Commander Precon doesn't have this one adventure, but it's in the Wilds of Eldraine set. Maybe I want that one in yeah, there. It's like so. if you want to be, now you want to build a decent fairy deck. It's like, oh, I have to go all the way to this set to get this one land to be a fairy-centric deck. Yeah. It's like, hmm. So I think if you have cool. everything within the set, that'd be cool, especially for any kind of new player trying to come in. It's like, I grab this, I'll grab a few packs of this, I can make something nice. That's great. I like the idea. Is it ever going to happen? Hell no. But. <laughs> because I've, it would devalue also, the commander decks too much. Yes, it'll devalue the commander it'll... decks. So the MSRP is going to like fluctuate in this weird area of like, what does the LGS do versus what does Wizards and Hasbro going to do? I think how they could maintain the value. And I don't know how the production, how much it would cost to do that. I don't know because I feel like they're the prints for their commander decks are just like usually way sh- crappier than the what's in the booster pack but let's say like we did take that idea where they take most of some of the cards or a a lot of the cards from the set and put it uh put it into the commander deck but the art is specific to the commander so it might be like whatever like a shock and and, but it's the commander doing a shock whatever in the art right that I think that I would still want that the commander cards, but I'd also want like whatever the new art is from that set because maybe I, n- I might not want that commander shock or whatever that you know. Kind of like so you, what they do for Doctor Who, right? Where they like they theme the cards around it. I think that would be really cool. I think I, I don't think that would cost them much to 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 print like just more art. And you can and, well, they already print more art when they do three different versions of the same card. Yeah. Well, now yeah. now I, I think I'd approve of that because it'd be those commander specific cards, right? What, what do you think of them doing like an all TARDIS frame commander deck? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're if if you're buying the precon, you're probably not the most enfranchised player unless you know way way too much and you know that the value in it is enough to sell for a mm-hmm. for a profit. So that in between of wanting just something to start with, if you're going for the Doctor Who set, you like Doctor Who. I mean, you at least tolerate it, right? Oh yeah. So if they just themed it completely around that i want to say that would create a pseudo reserved list if they did like an art reserved list i don't know i'd be cool with an art reserved list where like doesn't matter how many times they print this card they'll never print it again in that same art and maybe they just say that like hey this is going into our art reserved list uh we're never gonna print we're never gonna print into the warp. Let's not say that. <laughs> I was gonna say it is a it's a slippery slope with wizards. It, it is, it is let, a slippery let, slope. Let's not say that. Give it an inch. I do think you can gain value from the commander card if you gave them exclusive art to that command, like that commander doing whatever, that commander cultivating, you know, whatever. Yeah. That, that would be. I would love it. I would actually, especially if it's a commander that I like, like if it was. Um, uh, Glissa. If it was Glissa and it was like a fight spell, oh man, guess what? I'm using that fight spell over any other fight spell yeah. art or anything like that. And that might even incentivize you to use not the most staple. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, I, the same as the... Uh, it brings the, it back to a casual experience. Because you're not using the most optimized card for that deck. 
You're using the art version of it. You, you know, you know what? I heard something that was really profound to me when I when I came back to the game because I hadn't even started playing with you guys yet. Mm-hmm. I was I went to the um, the other local store that we went to on Friday. That and mm-hmm. and I was talking to some of the players there, and they're like, "Oh, you've been out of the game for a while." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And they saw me cast Cultivate, and they're like, "Oh, that's really slow now." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "It's Commander." What do you mean it's slow now? It's two two mana cost ramp spells or nothing. Yeah, and 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 this and this one guy. So I I had um I hadn't taken apart my uh, my Brago deck yet, but mm. I was experimenting trying to make Brago lower power because for the longest time I used to play one v one and I played Brago stacks. I'm a terrible person, whatever. And uh <laughs> and I had put a Azorius locket in the deck. And as, if anybody knows what Azorius locket <laughs> does, it's a three mana tap for blue and white. And you can tap four to sack and draw two cards. Blue it, or white. It's sorry, very, blue or very, white. Yeah. Blue or white. The, and I played it at the tournament. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, you play lockets? And I was like, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> he's like... You peasant. Yeah, like literally. I'm like, man, we are just like in this like... <laughs> different different realm. Twilight zone. Like I... I feel like I was like put in a time capsule and I like 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 an idiocracy where I'm like waking up and just people are just like like I'm like what is going on? <laughs> you guys are like in this like Futurama. Yeah, I'm like what the heck, man. I pl- I played at a, a game store like I would say like maybe la- yeah last year or something. And this guy's like, I don't play much Commander, but this is my Commander deck. There's a catch. I'm like, what's the catch? He's like. None of these cards were printed past 1996. Cool. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, neat. Uh, it was neat. The concept was neat. He won. What? Really? Yeah. Oh. That's so cool. Oh, he won with Avatar of Woe. Oh, no way. Hmm. He won with Avatar of Woe by and doing some convoluted... So is he a legacy player otherwise? No. Or Vintage. Um, Vintage. Gotcha. Those vintage players. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, those vintage players. They got some hair on their chest, man. <laughs> <laughs> Although they'll riffle shuffle with duels. Oh yeah. And look at you like, it's okay. Yeah. I protected no my s- investment. No sleeves. Mm-hmm. No. no sleeves. Riffle shuffle. Dude, it is crazy. We remember you were telling me about how like people at one point, like you can tell, even just by looking at cards, like when they started being sleeved. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're like because like even like looking at these stacks right here, like, you're like, oh, morning tide? Probably not sleeved. Until, like, it's 10th uh, play, maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you look at, like, a, like a Shards of Alara, and they're, like, you look just, like, at a stack like this, and it's just all yellow on the side <laughs> from all... Urza Block. Uh, oh, Urza Block, yeah. Urza Block. Yeah. Like, this was played in standard for a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, anything in Onslaught, Mercadian Masks, Weatherlight, you... Trust me, we've seen it. We've seen it lately. <laughs> we've been sorting cards, man. Yeah. Well, Shaw and Will, you plan to be on the podcast again after today? Hell yeah, if you invite, for sure. Yeah, as I was about to say, if you guys want me, I'll, I'll come. Yeah, so audience, go ahead and let us know how we did. Go ahead and leave us five stars on every podcast platform. Apple Podcast is the absolute best for ratings. It really boosts us up. If you are on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment on what you thought about this and like and subscribe for more. We're going to be getting a lot more videos out here soon, so look forward to all of those. You guys have any closing thoughts? No? Magic rules. Magic rules. We know a lot about magic. No, we don't. (laughs) We just think we we do. (laughs) All right. Have a great rest of your day, you all. Bye-bye.